This is Miller's Edge on Tide Ain't this is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Thursday edition of the Miller's Ed. It's a Darius Rucker Thursday as we do each and every single week. We give you all the great sounds of my good friend Darius Rucker. Kellen's boy, the new CD is out. Make sure you go to YouTube Music, Apple Music, whatever you got, Prime, Amazon, download Kellen's boy, Darius Rucker. You won't be disappointed. So every Thursday we hit you with the sounds of one Darius Rucker. This is a thirsty Thursday. As we like to call it, we get into breaking down the game, keys to the game. We get a little bit more in-depth. We bring in guests. We bring in the other part of the M. That will be Stephen M. Miller. He will join us later on in the program at 1120. And I'm live today, and I will be tomorrow out here at R&R Cigars. Hanging out, getting you ready for Tennessee hate. We're getting you ready for the celebratory Light them up. Yep, cigars and boxes are in. I just took a peek around the corner. They stacked up. People are coming in getting that box. And, hey, if you come in and you say and use that code, Miller's Edge, that promo code, Miller's Edge, 20% off your box of cigars. They're inscribed. Very nice, very light smoke. So if you're not a, a big-time cigar smoker like me and you like the light ones, well, that's what they are. So you'll be fine. You don't have to worry about getting a little nauseous or sick when you light the cigar. LFG, I believe, is the brand. And uh, so come on by. If you're out and about, down by 6th Street, come and see. I'm hanging out right here. Got the TVs going on and uh, plenty of recliners, plenty of bourbon, plenty of drinks, plenty of cigars here for you at R&R Cigars. If you're not in Tuscaloosa, go to that web, the World Wide Web. And type in rnrcigars.com, rnrcigars.com. And all you got to do, put that promo code in, Miller's Edge, 20% off. And Reagan and Randy, they're shipping to you absolutely free. So there you go, 205-342-9904 is the number. We love talking to you. Give me your keys today. I want to see you, not just prediction. Just the keys for Alabama to win this game. What will your keys be for this game, for the Tide to get things done uh, on Saturday? 2.30 game CBS, and it is a 
redemption game. It is a game that Alabama needs to want to win, but it's redemption. So we'll talk about that as well. Toss it over to the partner. The other half of the show, Christian Miller, is here. Noah's in studio as well as Justin Jones. What's up, guys? Not much. Just chilling. Just uh, another day closer to some Alabama football. Looking forward to the big one this weekend. And, uh, yeah, you're right. You're already getting a head start over there at R&R Cigars. So yeah, just remind everybody, make sure you head on over to, over to R&R to get those victory cigars. But Victory uh, cigar. I'm, yeah, victory cigars, because that's what we're going to get this weekend. A big victory against the Vols. We huh? need that redemption game. We need that. Well, I mean, come on. Would you, do you disagree? Like, we are going to get this. No, no, no. Game. I don't. I mean, yeah, but it's, know, it's not it's not the typical Christian because you know you are the be where your feet are you know you are the Nick Saban's the clone spokesman don't look ahead huh? you normally that's your kind of position but the fact that you are jumping out there a little early is, is impressive I, I mean you know I'm already already guaranteed a victory well it's, you got to remember I mean I've never lost to Tennessee in my career so I mean it, I'm going to be confident but I mean I, the only teams I lost to was. Auburn in 2017, Ole Miss twice, 14 and 15. Uh, I think those were the only regular season losses. Then Clemson and the championship games. Well, then you go Ohio State in the playoffs, right? So, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, when I think of Tennessee, I mean, I'm used to beating them guys down, right? I mean, I'm getting flashbacks from, uh, like, on social media from years ago and just playing those guys. I mean, I remember going and bullying them in Neyland Stadium, you know, Ooh. beating them down here. I'm seeing pictures of Sean Dion and, and, and Rashawn abusing uh, – was it Garantano was his name, the quarterback? When, yeah, uh, Garantano. 16 or 17. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just what I'm used to. So, that's, that's what I'm expecting out of this group. You know, I know we, we haven't been the most consistent team this season. But, again, I mean, as long as we're firing on all cylinders and playing the way that we can play, I mean, look, realistically, Tennessee's a good football team. They've got some they've got some good pieces to their team. You know, their running game is, is great. They've got some great pieces up front on the de- defensive line. They, they, they get after the quarterback. Um, you know, they're stout. But, I mean, here's the, here's the, here's the deal, right? The, the thing about us is if we can get our run game going, because it, this, is, this is the only thing I'm worried about. You know, recently we've been relying on those big shots, those big 20-plus yard plays downfield, which is great, right? That was one thing I, we were lacking in the first few games. But we just need to get that run game going consistently to, to you know, pair with that, which we saw the run game going – uh, in the last half of the Arkansas game. So we could just pair that together, and then we take our defensive performances that we've been playing with, and we apply that to this game. We should, honestly, we should beat these guys. I, I can see it going similar to the Ole Miss type of game. It just depends on how we play. Now, I'm not jumping the gun. I'm just saying, realistically, I think we could we could we can expect a game like that, right? Now, the defense is going to have a bigger challenge this week, in my opinion, just because of the way Tennessee operates their offense. Right. We talked a little bit about it, but just as a refresher, they go tempo. They like to run the football. They have a diversity of running schemes that they do that. And they like to spread you out. They will throw the football here and there. Joe Milton's probably not the most consistent passer. He's got a he's got a very capable arm in terms of his deep ball. Uh, Not the most consistent or accurate, but he can throw the football. Big body guy. You know, he's been in college football for quite some time, but their biggest uh, effective part of their game on offense is really their running game. You know, they got several guys that are good rushers in the backfield, but they set it all up with their scheme. And, and that's my thing, right? Their tempo and their scheme. It can present a lot of challenges. And, and I talked about this yesterday, but just to kind of, you know, explain it, you know, when a team is, first of all, when they're coming out in a certain type of personnel, which they play a lot of 11 and 10 personnel, typically as a defense, you'd match up with that 
you know, 10 personnel, you definitely probably going nickel, uh, but you can, no, excuse me, dime, but then 10, 11 personnel, you can try to go nickel, right? Which that's, you know, just to explain what that is, nickel is five DBs on the field, two linebackers, dime is six DBs, one linebacker, four guys up front. Uh, with that being said, those challenges get even greater when they're going tempo. They convert, right? Say they get you on a second and long, you're in dime, they convert. It's now first and 10, but they're going so quick, you don't have time to sub. So now you're stuck in dime on first and 10, and they're still trying to run the ball. Dime personnel is not specifically designed to stop the run. It's a passing defense. So when you think about all those factors, you know that there's going to be a challenge for our defense, which I think they're more than ready for that challenge, but they just got to be up for it. They got to be prepared for the tempo, right? They got to be prepared to, to be gap sound, especially when they're a little thin because guys are spread out, right? It's going to be imperative that the guys up front control their gaps because they're going to have less guys in the box if they're spread out like that, right? So those are the things I'm looking at that I could see. Uh, I don't want to say causing issues in this game, but if there are going to be some issues, I think they'll come from that. With all that being said, though, I think these guys are going to come out with the right energy and intensity, given that this is a redemption game. And I'm just hoping and praying that's what we see. And, and you never know. This could be the test or the final uh, the, the opportunity where we finally see that four-quarter uh, performance, right? I mean, we're yearning for it. I know that the guys on the team are yearning for it. They, they know that that's what they're going to need moving forward uh, to accomplish everything that they want to accomplish. So hopefully that's what we see against the Tennessee team, right? I mean, you got your back in Brian Denny. It's a redemption game, a revenge game. Right, mm -hmm. it's a big rivalry game. I think they're set up, you know, for for a big game this week, and, and that's uh, Alabama. I'm speaking all. I, I think we're set up and we're due for a big time game, especially coming off of last week. You know, they should have gone back to the drawing board and gone into practice this week. You know, with some motivation, say, hey, that wasn't our best, you know, brand of football. Yeah, we did some good things here and there, you know, but it, that that wasn't really us. We were a little lackluster in that second half, and so hopefully they come out with the right mindset into this game because again, it's another big rivalry, another big test. Uh, but fortunately, you're at Bryant Denny. And, and think about this. <clears throat> this is the last thing I'll say. Last year, you know, we go to Tennessee, right? You know, it's loud, it's disruptive. We all we heard about from our guys was how difficult it was playing in that stadium. Hopefully, our fans and our atmosphere provide that type of chaos to them, right? We got to use that yeah. stuff for our advantage. You know, force them to get pre-snap penalties, force them to, you know, have disruptions in their communication. So hopefully. The tables are turned this time around, right? And and we use all the things in our favor against them and come out with a big victory. Yeah, and then home field has to play a huge advantage for you. I mean, that's that is such a great point because last year you had uh, what did we have seventeen penalties last was it last year? But uh, whatever it was, I can't remember. It was a uh, lot, know, a lot. I don't know about this game, but yeah, we had a lot. There's a lot of pre-snap penalties. We've had a lot of pre-snap penalties. It's been an issue. So that's the benefit of playing at home. I mean, Alabama has a 100,000-seat stadium. And, and let's just be honest. There's been times I've been in that stadium. It hasn't been an advantage. I mean, and that comes with that comes with when you win so much, right? When you win a lot of football games, when your team is just so accustomed to winning, regardless if the crowd is, is crazy loud or not, you know, they just kind of, you know, ho-hum. But I would say this. I think the crowd at the Alabama games this year, the Texas game was 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 phenomenal. I mean, the Ole Miss game was crazy loud. I would say that the Alabama fan base have t taken this thing another notch or two. They stepped up their game uh, as far as crowd noise. But this game is critical because when you talk about a team that goes tempo, which Tennessee, they run plays. They're going to run numerous plays over and over as fast as they can. They're going to use the sidelines. You know how last year they stacked those receivers. They, 
You know, so you got to be loud. You, you don't want them to be able to hear their own snap count. You don't want them to be able to make, you know, the check for me, the changes of, to play, the change of plays at the line of scrimmage. You don't want that to happen. You know, so the, the fan base is going to play a critical part uh, in this football game on Saturday because if they're loud, if, if Joe Milton can't make changes, can't adjust his calls, guess what? It's going to be a problem. And here's the other thing I want to add on to what you just said. Um, the fact that Tennessee isn't the same team, right? I know Coach Saban said this press conference, they're kind of similar. No, they're not. I mean, they may run the same offense, but I think the focus for Tennessee is about running the football. They're they're big on being physical to spread you out. They try to, you know, in, in, in the run game, and here's what folks need to understand, they try to get, you know, win the numbers game, right? And that's why they kind of get you stuck on the field, dime versus nickel, right? They want you to be in a nickel when they're running, you know, four wides, right? Because nickel isn't set up for that. That means you're going to have a safety having to cover down on the slot wide receiver, which is a mismatch. So they try to create mismatches. And when you're in dime and you're stuck in dime, they're going to gash you with the run game because they know that you may not, you won't have the run numbers to be able to fit the gaps and be able to fit the schemes that you're accustomed to. So this is the game that Josh Heupel in Tennessee would try to, to run. And they want to gash you. It's not even about mono e mano man oh man and you winning the, the, the matchups, you're one-on-one. It's about numbers. It's about winning the numbers games, and that's what they try to do. But they're different than they were with Hendon Hooker. That was more of a pass-happy offense. They want to light you up. They had Jalen Hyatt, Speaster, who now plays for the New York Giants. He want to threaten you deep. By the way, remember he had five touchdowns last year's game? Remember those safety struggling over the top, getting out of position? Remember all the mistakes that we made on the back end last year? Yep. A lot of those touchdown passes wasn't talent, lack of talent. It was because you were out of position. Scheme. It was a scheme. Again, numbers game, right? So that is going to be the big deal. Can, and I'm really interested to see how Nick Saban will try to play uh, this defense against, well, I should say Kevin Steele and T-Rob, against the Tennessee's office, knowing that they're not a big play, uh, you know, down the field type of team no more. Yeah, they spread you out. They look like that. But their emphasis is going to be more on running the football, winning in in, the, in, in gap, you know, outnumbering you, or you don't have enough to, to, to defend the run. And they try to gas you. They use three running backs. So, you know, that's what they do. So if Alabama's defense, you know, can play smart, not having the mishaps, not having to miss cues, uh, in this ball game, I think they win. I don't, I don't. I know we talk about the pass rush of Tennessee and how they can get up to quarterbacks. They want to top in the SEC, want to top in the country in, in rushing the passer. But I think the run game. I think we're going to see the physicality tomorrow. Excuse me, Saturday of Alabama's running game. I think you're going to see an offensive line that's going to smash them because they are undersized. They're not a big defensive front, so I think you're going to see Oos and all these big guys. Uh, the tight ends get in there, and, and they're going to weigh on those guys because one way you beat teams like Tennessee who likes to play fast is running the football, control the time of possession, controlling the clock, keeping that offense on the sidelines. And, and that's the type of game that I think Alabama wants to play on Saturday. They want to, they what we call, muddy up the game. They want to dirty up this football game, make it ugly, you know, four yards in a cloud of dust, and, and control the clock, keep them limited for, as far as possessions is concerned. And I think they win the game. And I think that's the way you have to do it. I remember watching a few weeks ago, South Carolina, Tennessee, with South Carolina first half, first three quarters, really, um, had some success. 
um, doing some different things with Spencer Rattler. Um, so this is a game Alabama should be able to win. You're at home. You know, we talked about the the uh, the payback. We talked about the different things that they have for us, motivation. But you don't need motivation in this game. I mean, this is Tennessee. This is the ugly orange, right? <laughs> this is this is the game that you you don't need any motivation. You never lost to them. You just said you five and zero against Tennessee when you played here at Alabama. So you understand what it's like. You know, you understand what what, what they need to do. And um, I think they get it done. Uh, and, and so that's really my keys is being able to run the ball. We talk about the trenches each and every week. Every week we can say the same thing is that you win games in the trenches. You win games with the offensive and defensive lines. And, and so I think running the football, being really good on first down, keeping it short and medium, third and shorts, you know, so that you're not in obvious passing situation. We know uh, Caden Prada struggles. I said yesterday, I'm interested to see how Tommy Reese called this game. If he tries to spread out and leave uh, Proctor on the open side with just that pass rusher, they're going to eat his lunch. That's playing to lose the ball game. So I think you're going to see 12 personnel. I think you're going to see some 13 personnel. I think you're going to see some counters. Because one thing you and I both know is that when you're an outside linebacker who is a, a pass rusher, right, What you don't like the run game. You know, nope, so like run if right you, at you run at him, right? You run at him. You run at him with counters. You run at him with that guard and that tight end, you know, who's pulling, kicking out blocks. Make him play a physical brand of football, which that guy don't want to play. So if I've been there calling and setting this office, that's what I'm doing. I'm bringing nothing but heat, and we're going to pound you uh, to submission. We're going to pound you till you quit. The thing that they said at the beginning of the year, we're going to make people quit. But this is the game. This is the game where you can make people quit. I want to hit a break because Stephen M. Smith is going to join us here on the other side. We'll get his perspective. I know we got people on hold, hold tight. We're definitely going to take your phone calls. Uh, 205-342-9904 is the number. And also, if you download the TIE 100.9 app, you can go there and, and put your questions in there if you can't get it on the phone lines. And my man Justin will read them. And uh, so you can get to us that way as well. We are at R and R Cigars on a Thursday, Thursday, a Darius Rucker Thursday. It's 2703 6th Street. Come on by. The cigar boxes are ready for you to pick up. And those celebration cigars, those victory cigars look really good. And if you're not here and you listen elsewhere and you're coming in this weekend or you need to get them shipped to you, they'll do it for free. Go to www.rnrcigars.com put in the Miller's Edge and Reagan and Randy will ship those cigars to you absolutely free so get them ready they're light they're not strong cigars if anybody can smoke them you'll be happy that you did because it's going to be a big party in T-Town on Saturday uh, let's say about 5.30 uh, we will be celebrating we're going to cover this city with smoke starting right here at R and R Cigars when we come back Stephen M. Smith if you didn't know the M stands for Miller that's right, Miller's Edge. He joins us every single week. He breaks it down in his own words, by the way, the Bama Standard and other things that he has going on. He'll join us on the flip side. Quick timeout. Christian Miller, Corey Miller, the pastor of Payne here at r and Christian's chilling today, but we got a big day we'll tell you about tomorrow as well. And Justin and Noah in studio. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of r and Cigar. Hey, Bama fans, it's Christian Miller here. 
T-Mobile, the official wireless provider of your Crimson Tide, wants to keep you connected to your favorite teams and players. So stop by the Patriot Center T-Mobile store on Highway 69 South on Monday, October 23rd, between 5.30 and 7 o'clock p.m., where you can meet current football players and win great prizes, including game tickets, a branded Yeti cooler, signed merch, and more. You don't want to miss this. See you there and Roll Tide. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky becoming mostly cloudy this afternoon. The chance of a few passing showers through tonight. The high today, 72. Tonight's low, 55. For tomorrow, showers ending early in the day. The sky becoming partially sunny. The high, 73. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Rucker Thursday. Carolyn's boy. Go get it. Download it. Check him out. I think you will absolutely love it. We do that every single Thursday. I'm at R&R Cigars on 27036 Street. Again, we got the uh, Victory Cigars. Reagan got them ready for you to come in. There's tons of people coming in already buying up because they believe that we're going to smoke this town out on Saturday. There's going to be a lot of smoke coming from over this way, uh, down by Bryant-Denny Stadium and over here by R&R Cigars. Now, let's get back to my guy, the man, the myth. He is a legend. This man is connected more than folks in D.C. This man has wisdom more than anybody that I've ever known. In his own words, the Banner Standard, T.D., Alabama Magazine, Stephen Miller Smith, 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 Smith. <laughs> Stephen, what's up? Oh, man, this is fantastic. This is fantastic on Thursday. And you guys are already ready with the cigars right now. I'm, I'm smoking oh, yeah. as you speak, bro. I got mine already. I'm, I'm pre-celebrating. I mean, I mean, Corey, my man Corey, my, my, my Corey's like, forget Saturday. I'm getting started now. Right. Hey, listen, man, you got to practice, right? You got to practice. So I, mean, I came here do. today. I'm going to be out here tomorrow. Practice makes perfect. You, you, you do. You, I mean, just like Saban practices his, his speeches to the team and the media, you, you got to also practice, you know, your victory cigar. You, you got to practice which angle you're going to smoke the cigar, how many times you're going to pop it, so you got to practice it. <laughs> <laughs> Down to a T, huh, Steven? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. In his own words, a man is in his own words. All right, in your words, brother, let's talk about this matchup because we call it redemption weekend for Alabama. Last year it was ugly to watch after so many penalties, so many mistakes on the back end of the defense, hitting Hooker, dicing the Alabama de- defense up like an onion, and um, they were not good, right? But now, after 15 years, I believe it was, they finally beat Alabama, but now it's redemption for the tie, what do they have to do? What you see going in, into this matchup? What I see, guys, first and foremost, this is not the same Tennessee team from last year. 
You do not have Hendon Hooker. Uh, Jalen Hyatt now in the NFL as well. Brew McCoy is out for the year with an injury. So this is a different Tennessee team. They're going to look to try to muck the game up by running the football with uh, Jacoby with uh, with, with uh, Jacoby Small as well as a few of the other backs that they that they got there. So they're going to try to make this sort of a ground and pound game for this Alabama defense. I'm excited because we've seen um, since the Texas game uh, this group take so many strides here under Kevin Steele. They're not going to look to be beat by the deep play, the deep ball this time around. I think the secondary is going to be on. I think the secondary is going to be ready for this one. We we will see. We could see uh, Malachi Moore be back on the field this week. He's had a very good week of practice. Looks smooth. Looks great out there. Of course, Saban is not going to tell you he's going to go. He's going to play. But knowing Malachi, if Malachi is going, if Malachi breathes on Saturday morning, which he's going to, this young man is going to go out there and play. So I look for it could be. Maybe a lower-scoring game, but I, I do see Alabama definitely taking this one because this is not the same offensive Tennessee team that it was a year ago. Stephen, when you look at this Tennessee team and kind of the you know the the issues that they could pose, right? I mean, what are what are those issues that you do see? I know you talked about their running game, but is there any specific matchups that you look at in this game that you think are going to be? Uh, critical that, that Alabama wins in order for them to, to get the victory this Saturday? Well, Alabama's going to have to win the battle in the trenches because Tennessee does have some dudes up front uh, led by James Pierce, who leads, uh, the, who leads the volunteers in sacks and tackles for loss. So Tennessee normally has a pretty talented defensive front. They normally keep that. This is going to be a big game here for Caden Proctor and the other guys from this offensive line. Jaden Roberts last week, the last couple weeks, has shown me something. This young man from Houston, Texas, working inside at left guard. This is a nasty offensive line. He can put guys on the ground. So if Alabama's offensive line can get out to Tennessee's front, lean on those guys early, establish its rush to attack, keep Jaden Milrow clean, I think that's the matchup. Alabama's got to put Tennessee on its heels or its defensive front is concerned early. Yeah, you know, Stephen, I talked about, I like that you used the, the, the street ghetto word of muck up the game. <laughs> I, call I mean, it muck it up. They trying to dirt this game up. And, and Josh Heifel knows it because, like I mentioned, guys, there's no more Cedric Tillman. There's no more Hinton Hooker. They don't have Drew McCoy. He's out for the year of an injury. Jalen Hyatt's gone. Their big player receiver is Squirrel, uh, Squirrel White who does have over 300 yards receiving to this point. But Tennessee knows, okay, there's a different way we got to win this game as opposed to last year. And also Tennessee knows, he goes, they call him that defense. This is Kevin Steele here. So there's a different way we got to maneuver here in this, in this matchup, in this football game. So they're going to try to be physical because they know we can't go air attack because we're missing valuable pieces from a season ago. I agree, and, and, and what I was saying for Alabama, you know, every week we talk about the trenches, and of course the offensive line has been highlighted uh, all season long on their inconsistency, especially on the left side, and especially at left tackle, a uh, guy that many believe is overweight, uh, footwork is a little bit of hot mess, you know, he's a freshman, going to be a great football player, uh, but right now there's some struggles there, so I was just saying earlier, I expect Tommy Reese to, to get in the 12 personnel, 13 personnel, because when you look at the Tennessee's 
Tennessee defense front, very athletic, very fast, but not so big. This is where size matters to me in this game. Size matters because Alabama should be able to run the football with a great uh, sense of physicality, control the clock, because you don't want uh, your defense on on the field for a ton of plays because you know how fast they like to play offensively. Yeah, they don't have the firepower uh, in the passing game, but they still spread you out at the middle and win the run game matchup, so to speak. Do you expect uh, Alabama offense to be more what I'm saying in line to try to smash this undersized Tennessee defensive front and control the clock? It should be, Corey. And we saw, and Christian, we we both, we all saw this uh, at times last week against Arkansas. There was a drive where Alabama was able to put together a lot of the run game. And we saw Jace McClellan rip off, you know, five, six, seven-yard runs. We saw like a 20-yard run from Roydell Williams. We saw like a 15-yard run from Jam Miller, and then Tommy Reese just went away from it, and we're all like, what the world's going on here? Like, we, we were seeing counterblocks. We're seeing different setups. We're seeing Jaden Roberts pull around and knock somebody on the ground. We were seeing Tyler Booker get involved in there. We were seeing a smash-mouth run game quite a bit there against Arkansas before it was prematurely gotten away from. So when you look at a matchup where Tennessee, as you mentioned, they're not big, they're quick, they're fast, but they're not big in terms of size. So here's a game where you can get a man on a man, line it up, and wear a team down like that. Now the big thing for Caden Proctor in this game will be is getting his feet out quickly and be able to catch a Tennessee defensive lineman with his feet, with his hands, with those two working in conjunction together. This should be a game where you can lean on that run more and also it should be a game where you can get the ball out of your hands quick more outside to set up those short to intermediate routes as well. Yeah, I agree. I think you definitely could work the perimeter, work some screens in there. That's one way to counter uh, a team that likes to really get after the quarterback. We know that. But you you talked about running the football. And, and one guy a lot of people have been wanting to see more of is Justice Haynes. And I agree. I think he's a very dynamic player. But I also understand that it's hard to, to work him in that rotation when you've got guys like Jace McClellan, Roydell Williams, Jam Miller, all guys who have been in the program that are also productive. But do you think this is a game where we could see uh, a guy like, you know, uh, Justice Haynes step up and have a big game if, if, if he gets hot? I, I can see it, Christian, and here's why. Remember your boy 2016, Bo Scarborough. It was the Tennessee game where he got hot. I think he had like five carries for 109 yards and touchdown. He got hot against Tennessee. And typically, the last, the, uh, since 2013 under Coach Saban, the freshman running backs, he doesn't quite introduce them to the second half of the year. 2013, everybody was like, where is this Derrick Henry? Where is this mammoth of a man? And he did not get introduced until the Sugar Bowl against Oklahoma, and he ran wild. And folks was like, well, there's Derrick Henry. And then we all saw what Henry became later on in his career. Najee Harris, the same thing. We were wondering, where is Najee Harris? Where is this five-star from California? Did not really get introduced until the national championship game against Georgia. And then we were like, okay, there's that dude. And we saw what he became. Here is the back half of this season. Here's Justice Haynes. I think the same narrative is about to happen. Saving, saving the special. It's the back half of the season where the special is fresh to go. 
Stephen M. Smith is our guest, senior reporter for Alabama football via at TD Alabama Magazine. He's a UA alum and the host of, in his own words, as Raina's saying bye-bye to me. She looks so cute. Got her nice little, still got her pajamas on. I wish yeah. I had mine on, too. But uh, in my own words, and also the Bama Standard, come by r r Cigars, 2703 6th Street, and get those victory cigars. Okay, here's the thing. Defense, the secondary, what are you uh, kind of forecasting with the secondary? You said that this, this passing game, you know, Milton is not Hennon Hooker. They don't have those frisbee catching dogs like they had last year, right? So that that don't seem to be a worry. But so if that's the case, what is T. Rob saying to that that back end uh, of this weekend? T. Rob's telling these guys, man to man, lock up, man to man, lock up. Trust your technique. Trust what I coach you to do. Make plays out there. Now when they're running the football. Get in there and run support. Fit your, fit your run gap. Make tackles. Form tackle. Do what you're taught to do. When they're passing that football, man-to-man, plus what I taught you, and play that ball. Play that football. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's, I'm, I'm hoping we get Malachi Moore back. But I'll be honest, you know, with, with the way they played last week without him, I'm confident. I thought Amos did a good job stepping in there. You know, Teron Arnold, a guy that can be versatile, slide in. Uh, that star position when needed. So, uh, you know, one thing I think is important for the secondary guys is for them to to make sure that they're very strong in the run support. You know, when ten- Tennessee does like to run screens and work the perimeter, it's going to be big for them to come down and and, and really force the run and, and stop those perimeter plays as well. So I'm expecting big things out of the secondary there. I know we're jumping the gun, Stephen, but just if you preview this game, who's going to be, you know, if you just had to take your pick, offensive MVP for Alabama and defensive MVP? Oh man, Woo. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start defense first. I, I think. I think the defensive MVP in this game. I'm gonna go Tim Keenan. This man has grown each and every week. He's starting to become that man on the defensive line that we've been kind of waiting for these last couple of years or so. So I'm, I'm looking at Tim Keenan defensively, offensively MVP. As much as I want to go, as much as I want to go Justice Haynes here, and I do want to go Justice Haynes here, I'm going to go, let's go with the offensive lineman. I think, I think this is the week where we see real growth from Caden Proctor. I think we see real growth from him in the offensive line. But this is kind of his come up, step up games where he announces, I've had some struggles, I've had some growing pains, but I'm finally starting to be here and be where my feet are. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Caden Proctor here offensively. Wow, wow, that's big. That's. I mean, I think the fans that's would bold. definitely. That's bold. But but listen, I, I I'm with them, and here's why: because I think this game sets up nice for him. Undersized defensive front. I think, as I said earlier, because I don't think uh, Tommy Reese is going to be a guy that's slinging the ball all over the yard. You know what I mean? I think they're going to focus on really running the football. I think he's going to have tight end help on his side. I think they've seen enough of, of you know, people just making him look silly uh, when those obvious passing situations occur. So I, I think I think that's going to be the situation. So I can see Caden Proctor having his best game because this is his type of game, and I'm on point with my man, the Deacon, the Deacon, Stephen M. 
Smith. So, uh, as always, brother, we thank you so much. We appreciate you for all the hard work that you do covering Alabama sports, Alabama football. And um, I hope you write on those uh, MVPs, man. I mean, you know, we might have to give you a cigar. And uh, matter of fact, I need to get you a cigar. Which kind would you like? If you had a choice to smoke, I can go through this humidor and get you a cigar at R&R. Which one would it be, Mr. Smith? I mean, uh, I, I, I don't look at that nice Cuban, but I'm a guy of surprise. Surprise me. Okay. <laughs> surprise your guy. A surprise. All right, tell the folks how they can find your really good writings and, and also your podcast. Oh, they, they can find the writings there at touchdownalabama.com. That's touchdownalabama.com. We got the card for you online because this is the week right here. Third Saturday in October against Tennessee, and of course they can find the they can find the show there on YouTube Monday, Wednesday, Friday. In my own words, six thirty Central, where we, we are talking tied and getting people ready for Tennessee. As we're in this point, guys, family's trying to make this push for the SEC title and get into this college football playoff. No doubt about it, brother. The man that works around the clock, twenty four seven, three sixty five, pre every single year. His name is Stephen. Miller. That's the M. Smith. Brother, we appreciate you, man. Blessings. Have a great rest of your day. Hopefully we'll catch you around here this weekend in Tuscaloosa. Absolutely. You guys take care. Enjoy yourself. All right. We shall do, man. That's Stephen M. Smith. There he goes. Uh, he does a really great job of covering Alabama sports, period. Quick time out. We'll come back. We're live here at R&R Cigars 27036. Come and get those victory cigars. And if you want to just chill out on the porch, watch some, some sports, watch some news, whatever you want to watch, that change the channel for you. Get you a nice bourbon or any other drink that you want. Again, we always take the drink responsibly. But uh, we're here. We're live right here at R&R Cigars. We're brought to you by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, the America's art support expert. We'll be back in a moment. For championships. Rolls intercepted Alabama. Built by Bama. Alabama is still Alabama. The Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide look to get revenge on Tennessee. Our coverage begins at 11:30 on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner too. This is Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Again, that's 205-345-8102. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. All right, yeah, it's... Presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. I want to remind everybody out there to stop by the Patriot Center T-Mobile Store on Highway 69 South Monday, October 23rd between 530 
and 7 o'clock p.m. to meet current football players Kool-Aid McKinstry, Deontay Lawson, Kendrick Blackshire, and Tyrion Arnold. And you can win great prizes, including game tickets, a branded Yeti cooler, signed merch, and more. So make sure you're there again. That's at the Patriot Center T-Mobile store on Highway 69 South this coming Monday, October 23rd, 5.30 to 7 o'clock p.m. Again, current Bama football players, Kool-Aid, Deontay Lawson, Kendrick Blackshire, Terron Arnold, all there signing gear for you, and you can win these great prizes. So make sure you're there. You don't want to miss out on this event. Again, that's the T-Mobile store in the Patriot Center on Highway 69 South. All right, we appreciate everybody that's been patiently waiting on the phone line. So we're now going to take it to the people. Let's head on out to the phone lines. I think Joseph has been waiting patiently. Joseph, welcome into the Miller's Edge. What's up, guys? Joseph, what's going on, man? How we doing? Hey, I'm just going to say, if I had to go make an all-time Alabama team, I'm talking about just all-time. This is this. Tua's going to be my number one quarterback because with a healthy Tua, I don't think you get better than Tua from the low. I mean, he's outstanding. Uh, I think uh, Derek Henry's a running back, and I think Josh Jacobs is a running back. And... Uh, and I'm at Mark Eagleman's third street. And then you got, uh, I put um, uh, a quarterback. I, I, I got um, Tua. Then I got Mack. Then I got Bryce. Uh, then, you, hold on, hold on. Uh, you can't pick that many people, Joseph. You got to pick like one one quarterback, maybe two running backs. You didn't. I don't think you said any receivers. Who would you? I'll give you three receivers. Who you got? But you got to have backups. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Okay, I'll give you two max, but you named three quarterbacks. That's too many. That's too many. You can't do that on an all-Bama team. That's too many guys. Give me three wide receivers, though. Three wide receivers? You got to go Julio Jones on your first one. Yeah. And then um, your second one, um, man, you got to go Devontae Smith. He went to high school. He, he's a good Devontae. He has a good Devontae. And uh, my third one, Uncle You're taking Tua over Bryce Young. Oh, all day, every day. I mean, if you look at Tua in the NFL right now, Tua is on, on track to break uh, Peyton Manning's record right now. Uh, if he stays healthy all year and he stays with the record he's on, he's just going to break Peyton Manning's past record, which is ridiculous. But I don't think you can judge the NFL. You know, we're talking about well, college. Was, well, the only thing I'll say about this, and I, and I agree with you, Tua is spectacular. You know, he's a, a phenomenal player. But let me ask you this question, though. And this is no knock on him. It's just a genuine question. Do you think if you took away Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and you put you know other receivers there, or you put Tua on a, a team like the Patriots where Mac Jones is, do you still see him having the same success that he's having right now? Well, you have to have good players around, man. That's just that's just the fact about it. That he is. I mean, a quarter, I mean, no a quarterback team like Tom Brady, he didn't do it by himself either. I mean, he had. Uh, for, uh, Roger Fowl, I mean, he had an Elderman. He had, he had a bunch of good players. Uh, Tom Brady. 
And uh, it's like uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's the best quarterback in the NFL, right? And his name is Blue. And, uh, and, you know, you got Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's had, he's had help. So you have to get to a uh, help, it's for that matter. But, um, it's, but, and we'll take, in 2019, uh, Tua got robbed of the Heisman. I'm going to be honest with you. They robbed him of the Heisman trophy when they gave to Kyle Murray. Because Tua only played two quarters of, of them games that year. And Tua should have had a high because they were trying to they were taking him out because they were trying to be merciful, merciful to the other teams. Because if they kept Tua in, the score would have kept going up. And But I, they robbed him of a high. Tua should have been the high winner. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like I said, I, I'm, I love Tua. I just was, I'm genuinely curious asking that just because it's, it's crazy yeah. how the NFL works where you see a guy like Bryce Young, he's a great player, but he has no help, no weapons, and you see how Zero. he's struggling Bryce right Young now. Bryce Young has nothing. Right, you know, Mac Jones, I'm not making an excuse for him, but I mean, I definitely feel like if he actually had some help, he'd be playing a lot better. Then you see, you know, the situations that Jalen and Bo Tua are in, you know, having... You know, uh, you know, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, they just signed Julio. I think he's going to be more of a, a veteran presence or a leader on that team. They already kind of got their established receivers. But and we talked about, you know, Miami and their weapons. You know, it's, it's definitely a blessing for those guys to have those weapons. But appreciate you calling, Joseph. It's always, you know, Joseph always brings up an interesting conversation or a debate. He know? does. I mean, he's great for, you know, some good little conversation. I like those points. <laughs> uh, but only thing I would disagree with, because I feel like as great as Julio Jones was and, and 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 is and just signed with the Eagles, I believe. But I think if you want a Heisman, you got to be when you're talking about history of Alabama. When you're talking about receivers, I got to put I got to put Devonte Smith there. He won a Heisman. I mean, yeah, I mean you I mean, can't I mean, get any higher than that. So I mean, how do you how can you, you be back up to to somebody who? I don't think it's backup. I, I mean, I think the reason some people put Julio at that number one spot is because he kind of paved the way here, right? I mean, like, if you talk about it. when Coach Saban came here and you're talking about just a freak, I mean, Julio uh, is comparable to a guy like Megatron, right? I mean, it's almost like an unprecedented guy. I mean, with his um, his size, speed, so athleticism, he, he had that dog in him. I mean, that, I think that's... No, no, I think, I think he's a, no doubt the better player. I no doubt he's a better player, but... What you're saying in terms of accolades, I mean, yeah. Accolades, right. what he accomplished on the field, his, the numbers that Devontae Smith put up was was just ginormous, and he was the best, not just the best receiver in college football, Heisman, he's the best player in college football. Whether you agree or disagree, it wouldn't vote, but he has a trophy at his house. <laughs> so, that does take that. So, I got to give him, I got to give him that. It's hard, though, too, though, not just between those two, but I'm saying even when they do the top five, because, I mean, I look at guys like Amari Cooper, Right. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about him, but I think he also kind of sometimes I would not say he doesn't get enough, but just seeing him in practice like every single day. I, I mean, I'll I'll be honest with you. He was honestly one of the, the, the best route runners I've ever seen. I mean, silky smooth, man. I mean, no, if no. you just watch him in the league now. I mean, just same thing. Like, he's he's a dog, man. But that's what it's, yeah. it's tough to, to label guys. But it's always fun trying to come up with those. With those uh, speak, Nobody's speak, ever speaking of players, you know they, they did a midseason All American. Um, I don't know. I know Kool Aid's going to be at the T Mobile thing that we're talking about here. He's getting a lot of credit based on I don't know I, if he is one of the top corners in football. 
I, I got a problem with that right now. Honestly, I do. I just don't think he's played up to his potential. I know he has crazy potential, but... And maybe you say, well, they're not threatening him. They're throwing that Terry on or other guys. I was but say that. Maybe that's right. But still, we talked about the the fire. And maybe he's getting bored because he's not challenged too much. But I don't want to be too hard on the young man. But but I can't no, see I, I, it right I, now. But I, 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 there's truth to what you said. And also, I agree that they're probably not necessarily targeting him like they once were. But right. also, I mean, you and I both know how, how these awards and accolades go, right? I mean... And it's just a mid-season deal, somebody tweeted or No, 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 but I'm just saying, I hate to say this, but a lot of that stuff is politics, right? I mean, they go with guys... I mean, think about how many times guys have ended up winning those awards, whether it's like Blitnikoffs or whatever the award is, right? Maxwell Award, whatever. And there's another guy with better numbers, right? But because... The guy that won the award went into the season. He had the bigger name, more publicity. You know, they, they almost had to. Or he should have won it the year prior, right? He didn't win it. It's almost like they kind of circle back to it. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. But, no, you know, Khalid is a phenomenal player. But I agree, you know, that definitely not as, you know, not what we might have expected to see this year. But there's probably a lot of factors. Like we said, they might, they're probably not targeting him. I don't know, right? But we got one more caller on hold. We got a you know, short amount of yeah, time. Yeah, squeeze Max in. Let's go. We'll Let's squeeze go. Max in real quick. Max, welcome into the Miller's Edge. Thanks, guys. Uh, never had a chance to call your show, but I listen every day. Great show. Um, Thank I'll you. Be quick. Uh, the, the, the question between Devontae Smith and Julio, I got a question for you guys to ponder for a second. Corey, you'll be old enough to remember this guy. If you were to take David Palmer and put him in our system with Sarkeesian and Mac Jones, what would he have done? Oh, boy. <laughs> numbers would have been off the charts, like Heisman-type numbers, right? I, I think that dude was special. Um, he was special. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, system plays a lot what guys do. Think about it. You know, guys can be really talented, but if, if they're in the wrong system and, and don't get the ball which is what I'm saying about a lot of these receivers right now on Alabama's roster. They're really good, but you got to create ways and devise schemes to get them to football so they can showcase the ability that they have. So, yeah, I, in, in that system with those coordinators that can take out that number two pencil, man, those hit straight up highs in New York City. That would be my, my answer. Appreciate it, Max. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the comments. I know we got to get out of here again. Wet on our cigars, come and get those victory cigars. A nice box inscribed for you on there because it's going to light them up about 5.30 on Saturday afternoon. Title time will be in smoke. Go to the website, www.rnrcigars.com. Put in the Miller's Edge code, get 20% off, and they will ship to you if you're not in town for absolutely free. We'll be here tomorrow as well. Christian will be out at Buffalo's Cafe. We, we bashed some wings last night. So he'll be there. I'll be over here. And we'll have a lot of fun doing the show on Prediction Friday. I believe the boys at Big News Sports are here somewhere too. So we'll keep it live on the tide. 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. Uh, we'll keep it rolling right here from R&R Cigars coming up after the top of the hour break. For Justin Jones, Noah Christian Miller, I am the pastor of pain. We bid bye-bye to you. Talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.